that's pretty much it. We're dismissed, you know? Just kidding. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that I'm really excited about when talking through this topic is because I think um, there's just a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to under, like seeking counsel and receiving advice and making decisions. And uh, this is a message, honestly, I've been looking forward to all year. When we sat down as a leadership team and we were trying to figure out, okay, like what do we want uh, to communicate on Sunday mornings? What are the messages we want to convey? Uh, the, the idea came up for counsel, seeking counsel, and finding advice and making decisions. And for me, I'm like, man, I am all over this message. I really am passionate about this. And because, uh, like I said, first, seeking counsel and advice is often the most underused tool for this generation. Uh, I think a common uh, thing that's said by a lot of younger people is, you know, I just need to go and make my own mistakes, right? Have you ever said that, like thought that to yourself? I got I to gotta learn from my own mistakes, and I'm sorry, but that's really dumb. Like, it's so stupid. I said that to my parents when I was younger, and then it's like, you know, I have people that I can go to and ask for advice and to seek counsel in these massive life decisions, and maybe not even massive life decisions, just basic how to live life. And they can give me their experiences so that I don't have to endure the insane amount of suffering that I had, you know, I had to, right? Like, it's just really a lot of the things that get in the way of us going and seeking counsel or pride. It's really just, are we going to be humble and go and pursue it? And second, the, another problem that we have when we seek counsel and advice is that it's often from the wrong people, right? It's uh, like, oh yeah, like, I'm going to go talk to this person because they, I think they're going to really agree with me on this. That's not counsel, Okay. And we'll actually dig into that a little bit. Um, I just want to kind of prime it up a little bit. As Jonathan said, in Ephesians 5.17, it says this, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Right? Uh, For us, the goal is not in this message to tell all of you, you need to follow the rules and go seek counsel and get permission when you do these things. That's not the goal. The goal, ultimately, for us is to be walking in the perfect will of God, right? And the only way that you can do that is through the Holy Spirit and through seeking counsel and advice from people who have walked maybe through it themselves, right? We have God's Word illuminated by the Holy Spirit working in tandem with our intellect. So here are the three types of people that you run across, okay? When it comes to seeking counsel and advice, number one, it's those who never seek counsel and advice, right? You never seek counsel and advice. Number two, those who seek counsel and advice from the wrong people. And number three, those who seek counsel and advice from the right people, right? Very basic. Those three people, those are the three types of people uh, that you see. So let's start with the top. Those who never seek counsel and advice. Remember, the operative word in this statement is seek, right? You can go out there and find all kinds of unsolicited advice, but I promise you that the price that you paid for it is probably going to be what it's worth in the end, right? All kinds of people willing to give you advice. Uh, For example, I uh, like listening to my local sports radio station. I'm from Buffalo, New York. I listen to the sports radio station. I don't know if you follow sports, but... Uh, let me just tell you, Buffalo teams are really bad, like, all the time. The last 20 years, it's, they haven't done anything. So um, I don't know how the hosts do it, to be honest with you. It's like the same conversation for 20 years, like, every single day. 
Uh, yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's like the epitome of sadness, honestly. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, entertaining to listen to, uh, to a degree. But it's funny because always you find people who are willing to call in and to give their advice as to what the coaching staffs of these teams should do. It's like, or the, the, the general management of these teams should do. It's like, you know what? I think that they just need to go and fire everybody. Okay, really? That's, that's how it works, right? You just fire everybody. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a great plan. Who are you going to hire? Oh, that doesn't matter. Just fire everybody, right? Anybody ever uh, coach kids' soccer or baseball or some kids' sport? Yeah? Okay. You know where I'm going with this. There are uh, always parents on the sideline who know exactly uh, every aspect of the game of soccer and are willing to, you know, give you their unsolicited advice all the time. Man, my kid... Yeah, he, he's such a gamer, man. That guy, he's got, you know, like legs like an ox, and he can, he's a striker, man. He's got to be in a position where he can score goals. It's like, bro, they're four years old, okay? Like, if they can chase the ball, like, that's a successful soccer team right there, okay? Like, just chill. It's okay, you know? So, I, a lot of times, I think that's really just people giving weird input. And really, again, the point is, there's tons of advice out there, and plenty of people are willing to offer it. The problem is, is that most un, uh, unasked for advice is worth, worth the price that you paid. You know, it's, active, uh, it's important to actively seek counsel in God's Word. That is one tool. God's Word has a lot to say about seeking counsel and advice. In fact, when I was looking up uh, a couple of words, wisdom and counsel, just like how many times they show up in the Bible, the word wisdom shows up 222 times. The word counsel shows up 134 times. So for me, when I'm like, how do I pick verses to kind of illustrate this point? It was, you know, just like overload. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just go through all of them today. And we're not doing that. That's a joke. Uh, But I do have a good smattering. I think that will help illustrate the point. So number one, wisdom comes from counsel, right? You can find wisdom from counsel. Proverbs 11.14 says this, Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 12.15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. One of the things that uh, you see in the New Testament is that the Holy Spirit is referred to as the counselor. There's a reason for that. Uh, it, It comes from the Greek word parakletos, which means summoned, called to one's side, especially called to one's aid. And the funny thing is, the word, uh, this is actually used throughout the book of John pretty heavily. John uses uh, the description of the Holy Spirit using the word parakletos. And so, Jesus himself was considered the wonderful counselor. That's what Isaiah 9-6 says. So, Jesus was the counselor also. He was the counselor that dwelt among us. The Holy Spirit is considered another counselor, and he dwells within us. So, that's kind of the distinction between the two. So counsel comes from the Holy Spirit, right? Why do I bring this up? Quite simply, when we're in the process of making decisions and seeking advice, it first and foremost needs to come from God. I need to bathe myself in constant prayer. I need to be in God's Word seeking what His will is because honestly, I can't necessarily just trust what my feelings are on a particular matter. 
The Holy Spirit communicates to us through our feelings, but he guaranteed communicates through his word. Right? God's word is literally authored by the Holy Spirit. It was written by man, authored by the Holy Spirit. You can find so much in God's word. Check this out in John 16, verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into, what's that word? All truth. All truth. Not some truth, not half truths, all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. Another verse, it's not on the screen, it's 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All scripture is God-breathed, right? Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. So we have wisdom coming from counsel, counsel coming from the Holy Spirit, and then counsel also coming from others who have the Holy Spirit. Okay? The entire Old Testament is littered with verses referring to the importance of acquiring wisdom and receiving counsel, but with the assumption that wisdom comes from those who are godly. That is the primary assumption uh, in most of these verses or in all of them. So in Proverbs, check this out. Proverbs 19. Again, lots of verses. We're just going to go through these fast and furious. Proverbs 19, 20 through 21. Listen to advice and accept instructions that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. All right, I love that verse. It's just, man, I have so many ideas about what I think is going to be the best decision right? And sometimes it requires, number one, seeking what the will of God is, but also seeking other people who can speak into my life about what the will of God is, right? There are so many things, man, I got the greatest plans in the world, I think this is going to be amazing, and someone says to me, dude, I think that's really dumb. And it's like, yeah, you're right, that is pretty dumb. Like, why would I do that? Like, you know, for example, um, I feel so bad for these people, honestly. It's just people who go on American Idol, and they're like, all my friends say I'm the best singer they've ever heard in their life. Like, man, you, I'm sorry for you, but you need new friends. Like, that's really sad. I mean, have you listened to a recording of yourself, you know? Just stuff like that. It's like so sad. Psalm 37.30, the godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. Right? So this is these are some of the, the verses in the Old Testament. Check out some of the ones in the New Testament. This one I love because it, it ties both of those aspects together, right? In Acts 15, a little bit of the context here. Uh, the Jerusalem Council is where all the apostles got together uh, with Paul at that time, and they were, uh, they were talking through, okay, like, what? We're trying to figure out how this, the church is going to work and function. You know, they didn't have a New Testament at that time. All they had was the Old Testament they're trying to figure out, okay, do, they, do, do the new believers have to obey all the Old Testament laws? Like, do they have to follow, you know, follow the Sabbath? Do they have to do all these things? Like, what's, what are the rules? And so uh, they were trying to figure it out. So the three things that are interesting in that context or in that, that entire verse, if you want to read through it, it's amazing. It's in Acts 15. You see Scripture quoted. And then you see a letter that's going to be written to these churches to help explain what to do. And so this is what it says, actually. This is kind of a summary of what they said. In Acts 15, 28, it says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Right? The assembly of people coming together, the leadership, we, 
we came to this conclusion through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. To lay on you no greater a burden than these requirements. So, again, it's just a good example of seeing that both of those in tandem working together to achieve a purpose was uh, exactly what uh, was needed. Right? So those, uh, that defines the people who don't seek counsel. Number one, the, or this, number two, those who seek counsel and advice from the wrong people. Okay? Oh man, this is, this is going to be a good one. So the question is, who are the right people that we should seek advice from? Right? Real quick, here are just some basic guidelines you can use to determine who the right people are. Number one, be selective. Be selective. Proverbs 13.7 says, Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. It's pretty blunt. Stay away from fools. Uh, in other words, so here's, a, here's what a fool is. A fool is somebody who wants to tell you how to run a certain area of your life where they themselves have not succeeded in running it. Right? So for example... If you want to go and um, learn how to win Super Bowls, you don't talk to the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry. I know. They've won one, and it was so long ago that it's probably irrelevant at this point. Who would I go talk to regarding winning Super Bowls? The Patriots. Yes, I talk to them, Um, even though they're cheaters, you know. Sorry. I'm a little bitter. I need to work past my offense. You can listen to that message from last week online. Um, Yeah, so when you need advice, you need to seek out people that you admire and respect who have the credibility, right? They have the credibility to give that advice. Um, You want to find people who have been there and done that, right? Find people who've been there and done that. If I am in the process of learning how to become rich, right, I won't go and talk to Paris Hilton, who was born rich. I'm going to go and talk to Sam Walton, who's the founder of, you know, Walmart. I'm going to go talk to um, Dave Thomas, who's the founder of Wendy's. They were poor, and they became rich. That's kind of the idea. You want to be selective. You want to find people who've been there and done that. The second thing, you want to find people who have your best interests at heart. Um... It was funny because uh, it was mentioned we might play Catan on uh, Friday or Saturday, whenever the game is, and uh, my wife and I occasionally will play Catan with people, and uh, she always asks this question, you know, she asks me when we play Catan, hey, what's my one choice? You know, I have, I have a couple decisions, what's the one clear and obvious choice? And it's really hard for me to give <laughs> good advice because, A, I'm a competitor in the game, I have not her best interest at heart. I have my own best interest at heart. But B, I'm conflicted because we're married. You know? So it's like, do I want to win the game or win my, my night? Like, my marriage. <laughs> like, do I want to deal with the aftermath of not giving really good advice? Like, I don't know about that. That's a hard one. Um, you'll just have to figure out if I give good advice or not. I'll just leave it at that. So you want to find people who have your best interests at heart. Number two, be receptive, right? This is the second way that you know how to determine uh, who to seek advice from. Be receptive. 
And one of the biggest reasons we don't seek counsel is because we're afraid of hearing what we don't want to hear. Let's just put it out there, okay? I like to be around people who affirm every single thing about me, right? But the truth is, is that you need people in your life who aren't necessarily affirming every single aspect of your life. They disagree with you because their interest is in helping you turn into the very best version of yourself, right? That's the goal. So we have to really keep that in mind. Proverbs 27.6 says this, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Love that verse. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Why? Because it's, you know that your friends have your best interest at heart, so they're going to say things that sometimes come across as harsh. But it's serving your interest more than their own. Friends are the ones who give you the counsel you need to hear, not the, one, not the counsel you want to hear. And this is why businesses have boards of directors. This is why our church, we have a leadership team that's made up of a number of different pastors from different churches whom we're, me and Jonathan and our leadership team here, we're friends with all of them. But they have the authority to speak into the matters concerning Bluemont Church and, and the way that we you know, function and operate. We can go and seek counsel and advice from them about different matters. Hey, this is kind of a questionable thing that we're thinking about. What do you think? And we can get feedback, and sometimes they call us out on stuff. And it's, you know, that's the purpose of, of, of this seeking counsel, is that we know that they have our best interest at heart, right? And we're receptive to it. And second, or lastly, we need to be objective. Getting advice is the process of getting an objective view of your problem so you can make the right decision, and the, the decision ultimately belongs to you in the long run, Right? Proverbs 15.22 says this, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. If I have to make a big life decision, I don't want to just talk to one person about it. I want to talk to sometimes ten people. Sometimes six people. Who knows? The number might be different. For example, the last uh, six months... Uh, my wife and I, we went through, I mean, it's been really hectic just for us the last six months. We bought a car, uh, we bought a house, we had a child. Um, you know, there's those things right there are just really, like, overwhelming. And so the purchasing decisions that we made when it came to a car and a house, I talked to probably six or seven different people about it. Hey, is this a good buy? What do you think? And, you know, what are some of the problems that we can possibly find? Who should we go for for insurance? Do you think that this is a good price for a house? Maybe are there some fixes that we need to make on this house? And actually what's amazing is we had an offer in on a house that honestly wasn't the greatest house. It, I mean, honestly, it, was, it, was, uh, it had all kinds of uh, problems with it. Uh, there were gonna be, it was going to cost a lot to basically fix it up. And I remember somebody telling me, listen, like, you can't buy this house flat out, like, you can't buy this house. And I remember when I got off the phone with that person, I just was, I was like so angry. I'm like so emotional. Like why, you know, you're just telling me what I can't do and I can do this if I want. And it's like, what is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> I know they have my best interests at heart. Like they're proving my point. I'm being completely emotional about this home purchase. And the truth is, it's like, it's going to cause me more emotional distress if I buy this thing. So it's like, okay, uh, call the agent, we canceled, 
you know, and we literally two days later we had another offer in on another house, and that's the house we live in now. It's great. We have it's a it's a fantastic house. We love it. But it's I had to be objective. I was being way emotional about this decision. That's like I need to I need to kind of separate myself from from the outcome here, right? Proverbs twenty seven nine. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Love that one. The sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. So that's the group of people who maybe are seeking advice and counsel from the wrong people, right? So there's some helpful tools to help make you uh, think about who to talk to or who to uh, get counsel from. And then lastly, there's uh, those people who seek counsel and advice from the right people who seek counsel and advice from the right people. Honestly, there's not a whole lot to say about this, right? You know who you are. I want to say this. There are some, uh, I just want to go through a few examples with you of major life decisions that's important for you to go and seek counsel regarding, okay? So mentally in your mind, think through this, okay? Number one, if you're single, who are you thinking about dating, right? Oh man, he's going to say that. What the heck? I'm not saying this is a rule, okay? I'm saying this as wise counsel, right? Who you partner with in life is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. So who you decide to date or who you choose to date is very significant. And a lot of times, it's helpful, again, Dating is kind of emotional, right? You're like, oh man, uh, this person's the greatest. Like, they're so amazing. It's like, ah, they got some glaring character issues, you know. But you're just, you're in the, uh, as Danny Silk says, the la 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 la. They're amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. So you need to kind of get out of that mindset. Who, uh, who are you thinking about dating, right? How about this? If you're dating, who are you thinking about getting married? Are you thinking about getting married? When's that going to happen? Major life decision. How about if you're in debt? How to put a plan together to get out of debt? This is like, honestly, one of the most, that sounds kind of basic, you know? Like, oh yeah, like I should talk to somebody about that. I think a lot of times, the thing that gets in the way of making, you know, going and talking to somebody, either A, it's uh, the pride, oh, I can figure it out on my own, or B, there's just like a, like being ashamed, right? Oh, I'm ashamed, I'm in debt, I can't talk to somebody about it. It's like, no, you need to talk to somebody about it if you're in debt. There are so many people who would love to help you get through that process. How about this? If you're thinking about making a big purchase, should you do it? Your definition of a big purchase might be different, you know, for every person, for us, it's like, hey, maybe it's $1,000. Anything over $1,000, is that, you know, I should probably talk to somebody about it. Should we do this? Yes or no? For you, if you're a college student, it might be 50 bucks. Like, just throwing it out there, okay? Might be, you might, hey, is this a good idea? Should I throw down and go into Harry's if I'm in college? Probably not. If I want to move to another city... Where should that be and how do I get connected, right? If you're a senior in college here, this is like, 
this semester is such a good opportunity for you to talk to different people who've been there and done that. For the staff, you know, if, if you want to talk to people on staff with Call to Greatness, if you want to talk to Jonathan, myself, Reagan, uh, my wife Rachel, you know, there's tons of people that you can talk to about this uh, that would love to help you in that process. Right? If you're looking for a job, where should I look? What are the qualities of the company that I should work for? Right? I, mean, I can think of Gosh, dozens of examples in my own life and, and uh, the lives of even some of the other people in the time that I've been here where um, you know, people who've made incredible, incredibly major life decisions without any counsel and you see the result and you're like, wow, it's so cringeworthy. Like, if only you had talked to somebody. And I think in my mind, I'm like, oh no. Like, oh no, I feel so, so torn for you. You know, I feel so torn for you. I feel so torn for myself when I don't do that, you know? Other people feel torn for me, <laughs> and that's probably good. It means I have friends. So to recap, again, the things that we want to keep in mind. Number one, it's important for us to be constantly in pursuit of God's will. What does it look like? And the ways that we can do this is to A, get in God's Word, and B, seek counsel from other people who are in God's Word, who are pursuing all that He has, who are godly people, right? So while uh, we've been talking here, I'm sure that there's been uh, either A, a few things that have come up in you where you've thought through, man, I should have sought counsel on this. Uh, it's, I remember when I was young, I, I used to read uh, the burn... Okay. I, this is one of those like internet theories out there, like conspiracy theories. That one, it used to be the Bernstein Bears, but now it's the Bernstein Bears. Okay, the Bernstein Bears, we'll call it. That's what the book says. So uh, I used to read the Bernstein Bears, and I remember there was one book where uh, uh, Brother Bear was just—he made a mistake and he didn't know what to do. And I think uh, Mama Bear said, "It's never too late to correct a mistake." It's never too late to correct a mistake. It never is too late to correct a mistake, right? So seek counsel on maybe you've already made decisions and you need to just consider continuing seeking counsel in that specific area, right? If you have any of the things that I mentioned in here, right? Dating, marriage, debt, any of that stuff, talk to somebody about it. Seek counsel, Find somebody. And I'm pretty sure that throughout our time together today that God has kind of pinpointed or highlighted something in everybody's life. So uh, my encouragement to you is this week to go and talk to somebody about that specific area. Right? Find somebody who can help you through it. Right? Again, just to recap, Ephesians 5.17, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let's pray. God, we just thank you so much that you have positioned people in our lives who are influential, who have our best interests at heart, God, who are pursuing you and can speak into maybe blind spots and areas that we uh, maybe can't see. God, I just thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that he continues to work today, that he speaks to us. He opens up your word to us. And God, I just pray today that uh, whatever decisions we're facing, whatever 
challenges that we're going through, God, that we would lay down our pride. We'd lay down the shame that we have, God. We'd, we'd go and find somebody to talk to, to work through these issues, to work through these major life decisions. God, we thank you. We love you in your name. Amen.